64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at skin in the game, Hidden Asymmetries in Daily Life by Nassim Taleb. In this video, we look at why you should never trust anyone who doesn't have skin in the game. The phrase skin in the game is one we often heard but rarely stop to truly dissect. It is the backbone of risk management. But it is also an astonishingly rich worldview that applies to all aspects of our lives. As Taleb says, the symmetry of skin in the game is a simple rule that is necessary for fairness and justice and ultimate BS buster. So stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I have and use that will help you tremendously in this game of life and how to truly have skin in the game. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share with you some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management. How is it? that maximally intolerant minorities run the world and impose their taste on us? How does universalism destroy the very people it means to help? How is it that we have more slaves today than we did during the Roman times? Why shouldn't surgeons look like surgeons? Why did Christian theology keep insisting on a human side of Jesus Christ that is necessarily distinct from the divine. How do historians confuse us by reporting on war and not peace? How is it that cheap signaling, without anything to risk, fails equally in economic and in religious environments? How do candidates for political office with obvious character flaws seem more real than bureaucrats with impeccable credentials. And why do we worship Hannibal? How do companies go bust the minute they have professional managers interested in doing good? How is paganism more symmetrical across populations? How should foreign affairs be conducted? And why should you never give money to a, an organization, charity organization, unless they operate in a highly distributive manner? Why do genes and language sped differently? Why does the scale of communities matter? A community of fishermen turns from collaborative to adversarial. Once one moves the scale, that is the number of people involved a notch. 
Why does behavioral economics have nothing to do with the study of behavior of individuals and markets have little to do with the biases of the participants? How is rationality survival and survival only? You cannot separate knowledge from contact with the ground. Actually, you cannot separate anything from contact with the ground. And the contact with the real world is done via skin in the game, having an exposure to the real world and paying a price for its consequences, good or bad. The knowledge we get by tinkering via trial and error, experience and workings of time, in other words, contact with Earth, is vastly superior to that obtained through reasoning, something self-serving institutions have been very busy hiding from us. The first flaw is being incapable of thinking in second steps and aware of the need for them. The second flaw is being also incapable of distinguishing between multi-dimensional problems and their single-dimensional representation not being able to get the idea that empirically complex systems do not have obvious one-dimensional cause-and-effect mechanisms and that under opacity you do not mess with such a system. And the third flaw is that they can't forecast the evolution of those one helps by attacking or the magnification one gets from feedback. The principle of intervention, like that of healers, is first do no harm, primum non nocere, even more. We will argue that those who do not take risks should never be involved in making decisions. The idea of skin in the game is woven into history. Historically, or warlords and warmongers were warriors themselves. And with a few curious exceptions, societies were run by the risk-takers, not risk-transferers. Absence of skin in the game has both ethical and epistemological effects, i.e. related to knowledge. Interventionistas don't learn because they're not the victims of their mistakes. The same mechanism of transferring risk also impedes learning. More practically, you will never fully convince someone that he is wrong. Only reality can. Actually, to be precise, reality doesn't care about winning arguments. Survival is what matters. For the curse of modernity is that we are increasingly populated by a class of people that are better at explaining than understanding, or better at explaining than actually doing. So, Learning isn't quite what we teach inmates inside these high-security prisons called schools. In biology, learning is something that, through the filter of intergenerational selection, gets imprinted at the cellular level. Skin in the game, I insist, is more filter than deterrent. Evolution can only happen if risk of extinction is present. There's no evolution without skin in the game. The rule is, those who talk should do, and only those who do should talk with some dispensation for some self-standing activities such as mathematics, rigorous poetry, and art. Ones that do not make explicit claims of fitting reality, as the ga great game theorist 
Rubinstein holds, do your theories or mathematical representations. Do not tell the people in the real world how to apply them. Let those with the skin in the game select what they need. Skin in the game brings simplicity. The disarming simplicity of things properly done. People who seek complicated solutions do not have an incentive to implement simplified ones. A bureaucratized system will increase in complication from the interventionism of people who sell complicated solutions because that's what their position and training invite them to do. Things designed by people without skin in the game tend to grow in complication before they final collapse. There's absolutely no benefit for someone in such a benefit to propose something simple when you are rewarded for perception, not results. You need to show sophistication. Non-skin in the game. People do not get simplicity. The minority rule, the mother of all asymmetries. It suffices for an intransient minority a certain type of intransient minority with significant skin in the game or better soul in the game to reach a minutely small level say three or four percent of the total population for the entire population to have to submit to their preferences further an optical illusion comes with the dominance of the minority a naive observer who looks at the standard average would be under the impression that the choices and preferences are those of the majority. If it seems absurd, it is, because our scientific intuitions aren't calibrated for this. Among other things, many other things the minority rule will show us, how all it takes is a small number of intolerant, virtuous people with skin in the game in the form of courage for the society to function properly. The question is as follows. Would you agree to deny the freedom of speech to every political party that has in its charter the banning of freedom of speech? Let's go one step even further. Should a society that has elected to be tolerant be intolerant about intolerance? Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has, wrote Margaret Mead. Revolutions are unarguably driven by an obsessive minority. And the entire growth of society, whether economic or moral, comes from a small number of people. Society doesn't evolve by consensus voting, majority committees, verbose meetings, academic conferences, tea and cucumber sandwiches, or polling. Only a few people suffice to disproportionately move the needle. All one need is an asymmetric rule somewhere and someone with soul in the game. And asymmetry is present in about everything. Freedom entails risks. Real skin in the game. Freedom is never free. Whatever you do, just don't be a dog claiming to be a wolf. Life is sacrifices and risk-taking and nothing that doesn't entail some moderate amount of the former under the constraint of the satisfying the latter is close to what we call life. If you don't undertake a risk of real harm, repairable or even potentially irreparable from an adventure, it is not an adventure. Take some fat Tony wisdom. Always do more than you talk and proceed talk 
with action, for it will always remain that action without talk supersedes talk without action. Otherwise, you will resemble the person, and which hopefully will offend many intellectuals. The insidious disease of modern times, back office people, that is, support staff, acting as front office people, business generators. The intellectual, yet idiot, IYI, is a product of modernity, hence it has been proliferating since at least the mid-20th century to reach a local supremum today, to the point that we have experienced a takeover by people without skin in the game. The IYI seems ubiquitous in our lives, but it is still a small minority, and it is rarely seen outside specialized outlets, think tanks, the media, the university, social science departments. Not many openings for the IYI, which explains how they can be so influential in spite of their low numbers. The intellectual yet idiot pathologizes others for doing things he does not understand without ever realizing it is his understanding that may be limited. He thinks people should act according to their best interest, and he knows their interests, particularly if they're rednecks, or from the English non-crisp vowel class that voted for Brexit. He speaks of equality of races and economic equality, but never goes out drinking with a minority cab driver. Again, no real skin in the game. Mistakes absence of evidence for evidence of absence. He believes that GMOs are science, that their technology is in the same risk class as conventional breeding. Typically, the intellectual yet idiot gets first order logic right, but not second order or higher effects making him totally incompetent in complex domains. The intellectual yet idiot has been wrong historically about Stalinism, about Maoism, about GMOs, about Iraq, Libya, Syria, lobotomies, urban planning, low carbohydrate diets, gym machines, behaviorism, trans fat, Freudism, portfolio theory, linear regression, high fructose corn syrup, Gaussianism, Salafism, dynamic stochastic equilibrium modeling, housing projects, marathon running, selfish genes, election forecasting models, Bernie Madoff pre-blow-up, and p-values. But he is still convinced that his current position is right. He used to believe that dietary fat was harmful and has now completely reversed himself. Information in both cases is derived from the same source. He takes statins because his doctor told him to do so. He fails to understand ergodicity, and when explained to him, he forgets about it soon after. He studies grammar before speaking a language. He has a cousin who worked with someone who knows the Queen. He doesn't know that there is no difference between pseudo-intellectual and intellectual. In the absence of skin in the game, he's mentioned quantum mechanics at least twice in the past five years in conversations that had nothing to do with physics. The intellectual, yet idiot, likes to use buzzwords from philosophy of science when discussing unrelated phenomena. He goes two or three levels too theoretical for a given problem. Static inequality is a snapshot view of inequality. It does not reflect what will happen to you in the course of your life. You do not create dynamic equality.
just by raising the level of those at the bottom, but rather by making the rich rotate or by forcing people incur the possibility of creating an opening. The way to make society more equal is by forcing through skin in the game the rich to be subjected to the risk of exiting from the 1%. Dynamic equality is what restores ergodicity. Making time and ensemble probabilities substitutable. Perfect ergodicity means that each one of us, should he live forever, should spend a proportion of time in the economic conditions of the entire cross-sections out of, say, a century. An average of 60 years in the lower middle class, 10 years in the upper middle class, 20 years in the blue-collar class, and perhaps one single year in 1%. A situation is deemed non-ergotic when observed past probabilities do not apply to future processes. There's a stop somewhere, an absorbing barrier that prevents people with skin in the game from emerging from it, and to which the system will invariably tend. Now, let us call these situations ruin. There's no reversibility away from the condition. The central problem is that there is a possibility of ruin. Cost-benefit analysis are no longer possible. Confusion arises because it may seem that if the one-off risk is reasonable, then additional one is also reasonable. No muscle without strength, friendship without trust, opinion without consequence, change without aesthetics, age without value, life without effort, water without thirst, food without nourishment, love without sacrifice, power without fairness, facts without rigor, statistics without logic, mathematics without proof. Teaching without experience, politeness without warmth, values without embodiment, degrees without erudition, militarism without fortitude, progress without civilization, friendship without investment, virtue without risk, probability without ergodicity, wealth without exposure, complication without death, fluency without content. Decision without asymmetry, science without skepticism, religion without tolerance, and most of all, nothing without skin in the game. And there you have it, skin in the game. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below, so buy it and read. Never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions in your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.